0: It is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512 834 1027. That's right. It is the Monday edition. This is the bullpen. He's Brandon Elkins. Hey, hey. I'm What's Patrick that? Osborne. How was that weekend, Mister
1: Elkins? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was chill. You know, you try and make a lot of plans, and then they all just kind of. Kind of just falter right in front of you, yeah. And all you got to do is adjust. Once you adjust, you still have a good time, and I and I did that. Sounds like a complicated weekend. Uh, it it could have been, but no, it wasn't. A lot of pool time, a lot of. I'm actually not burned today, thankfully, but I spent a lot of time in the pool and in the sun, so I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: you know. It's amazing how you you get enough rest over a weekend, and you need rest. It's not enough. To recover from all your rest. It's like when you go on vacation. Like every year when I go up to Maine, you know, I'm up there nine days. I come home, and i got to take another few days off just to recover from the vacation that I just had. And I don't even do anything that exciting when I'm up there in Maine. I think the most exciting thing I do is warm up a bar stool in my buddy's Irish pub. Uh, That's about it. So I shouldn't have an excuse. Are you
1: the norm of Portland, Maine, or wherever you go?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that it?
0: Well, you mean, is that where I go? You go to you go to Portland. Maine, well, I go right? to the Portland, well, the, the, the Portland vicinity. It's coastal Maine. It's Old Orchard Beach. You know, I'm talking about Norm,
1: right? Oh, you mean
0: Norm, as in from Norm Cheers. from Cheers?
1: Yeah, actually, in a stool way, yes. That he always sits at, and you said you keep that stool warm. In a way, yes,
0: I am. Uh, and uh, typically, Patrick! typically the uh, the response is when I walk back in the first uh, after I've gotten back. Uh, my buddy Keith will, will immediately be pouring against us, and his first words are, welcome home. Hell yeah. Uh, so in a way, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. man, that's so cool. I am. A, yeah, that's the reason why I How keep going back up there. How many years did it
1: take for you to get to be established uh, in two different states?
0: I don't know. Within a, a couple, within a couple of three years of going up there, yeah, it kind of started becoming a normal thing, and now I, I basically am the the mainer and from Texas, at least. <laughs> I'm treated like a local for, for you cool. know, a week and a half while I'm up there, man. so I... I can't. Uh, I, miss I, I can't uh, t- speak highly enough about that that amazing state. I used to love drinking Guinness. That sounds so good. Well, there's always tonight, my friend.
1: I don't drink anymore. Oh. Well, then there's not always yeah. tonight, is I, I'll there? Just dream one. I'll dream about it. You can drink it for me. You know,
0: speaking of drinking, I think there might Hey-oh. be some Longhorn fans out there who may be uh, in need of a drink after we uh, maybe after we get finished with what we're about to talk about here. First and foremost, we got a new AP poll. Out. Yeah, we do. Another pointless preseason poll. There's not much. The uh, P. There's not much representation from the Forty Acres in this top twenty-five poll here. Not surprising. Well, I mean, I could have sworn I saw them. Weren't they on a twenty-five poll last? Yeah, they week? were eighteenth on the coaches. Eighteenth on the coaches' poll. 18th on the coaches mm-hmm. poll. Uh, nowhere to be found on this AP These poll are today. All completely different voters, too. That is true. That is true. Uh, no surprise who's taking the top here. Yep, the Crimson we'll Tide that. of Alabama who also are going to be facing you with Longhorns in week two of the regular season this year. Uh, they're coming in there. The, the nation's top team is Nick Saban and company, looking to once again be at the front of the national title discussion. Of course, they defeated Georgia in the SEC championship game and lost the rematch to the Bulldogs in January's national title How game.
1: How crazy is it I know. that they are the number one team after the rebuild that they had last year, according to their coach? I mean, that just, it just shows. blows me away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, you think there's a little bias there? No, little, I just, I'm, SEC, I'm being Alabama sarcastic bias?
1: because i I, no, it's all Nick Saban going to the championship game in a, re, a quote-unquote rebuild year for him. Yeah, give me a break, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, it was hard to. Yeah, I mean, you really <laughs> had to make the argument that they were any sort of underdog. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in their rebuild. Were they year. ever an underdog? No. Not, not no. in recent memory. Certainly, will not. they ever
1: be? One day.
0: So uh, next on this poll, we've got uh, of course Ohio State, number two in the country. Uh, they got uh, they're they're all they're all Big Ten quarterbacks. C.J. E. Stroud coming uh, uh, returning bevy of offensive weapons uh as well including the running back uh number 3 you've got Georgia number 4 Clemson rounding out the top 5 the fighting irish of <gasps> notre dame another
1: shocker no, the top 5 the same as it ever was
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh and look at looking elsewhere uh Texas A&M is sixth on this Oklahoma's ninth Baylor's 10th uh the Oklahoma state uh Oklahoma state is 12th uh looking elsewhere for some uh, local uh ish teams I'm not sure you could call Arkansas local. There was a time that they were in the, uh, the Southwest Conference, uh, and they played Texas quite often. They're Arkansas 19. Uh, Houston is uh, 24th on the list, and that's about it. You're not going to find a uh, whole lot else from the uh, the general Big 12, Big Ten. Or, I mean, uh, Austin. Technically,
1: area. Texas did get votes. They got 164 votes, so they got 27th. Yeah, I mean, so that's they're something. just on the outside looking in. That's something. So even still, with all that and all the questions and everything that we're about to mention coming up, that's not bad. That's it's, not bad. It's, it's a little surprising they're not in the 25 with the coaches' poll being them at 18 and right. one one lone number one vote. We still, we still don't know who, who that was. No one's ever going to, to admit that, to that. That was Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> I mean, he says no. Yeah, he says no. But wouldn't no you? one ever lies. Wouldn't in, you, in you sports, say? no? I know.
0: Of course. All right. So if your Longhorns not being in the, this this top twenty five A people didn't make you want to go drink, perhaps this will. Four, count them four mm-hmm. Longhorns go down in the scrimmage over the weekend. Two of whom may be out for your entire season. Oh man, they entered the they entered uh, Saturday relatively healthy. After the scrimmage, not so much. Uh, the names we're talking about here running back Rashaun Johnson, uh, wide receiver Isaiah Nayer, cornerback Jade Barron, and outs- uh, offensive lineman Junior Angelau. Oh, man. And it is Nayer and Angelau who may be out for the season. In fact, I'm seeing reports of a torn ACL for Junior Angelau. Also, a non-contact injury for Isaiah Nayer, uh unspecified here, but may also uh, possibly be out for the season, according to some reports I've read. Uh, when you're looking at uh, Jade, uh, Jade Barron, uh, it's unknown what sort of injury uh, the, the, and, the, and the status here. Of course, uh, Rashaun Johnson screamed in pain. They're thinking probably a high ankle sprain. four to six weeks. He could be out.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a while.
0: Yeah, and then, of course, their edge rusher, Alfred Collins, also uh, unknown, possibly out four to six weeks as well. So this doesn't bode well. Uh, I mean, we're extremely optimistic heading of out course. of here on Friday afternoon. Yeah, we
1: were. Uh, I, I don't, I don't it's amazing know Amazing how now, fast it man. can change.
0: I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's football. And, you know, of course, Isaiah Nair was really figured to play a, a very integral role in the Texas offense this season. Yeah. Uh, one of the team's best players uh, this offseason, uh, transferring in from Wyoming. Uh, let's see. You know, a lot of people leave Johnson's an NFL running back.
1: Uh, while Andrew got a— has, a lot of the you know a lot of attention in the beginning of the year, absolutely, at least, absolutely.
0: Um, uh, but Angle out too, both upperclassmen regarded as vocal leaders, and their presence and absence uh, undoubtedly going to be felt by their teammates, teammates there on the uh, the college gridiron. So, uh, I just feel bad for those kids. Five big names, so bad. Five big names, two possibly out for the season. Uh, and, uh, we'll I
1: mean, look, this is going to give, you know, that's why they have so much depth in college football. Yeah. So yeah. these guys got to step up and someone's going to have to step up behind Bijan. Right. And I, I'm not sure who the names are, but I'm sure they're out there. And
0: well, these are, the, of course, these are noteworthy injuries, <laughs> yeah, but time. certainly, you know, given that well, we haven't hit week one of the regular season yet, I would argue against or advise against panicking. Sure. At this of point. course.
1: You still have your starters. You're out. Good to go. Yeah.
0: And, and Coach Sark is going to be given a uh, an update later on today uh, at, at the media availability about mm-hmm. these injuries. We'll learn a little bit more. Hopefully, he'll be coming to this thing with some good news. But right oh God, now, it I just looks so. like looks like tough days uh, ahead for the That's the football. Long-term.
1: But look, you got to step up. That's why there's depth. Yeah, some, someone's going to step up and, and play very well. You yeah, know, they, it, it's almost you. You almost think that you they have to at this point because with those guys being out. Definitely, someone's going to have to step in.
0: Well, speaking obviously. of stepping up, there's still the question of of who's going to be the signal caller for the Longhorns uh-huh. come week one, right? Is it going to be Hudson Card? Is it going to be Quinn Yours? Uh, right now, one day we'll find out. What, and and we've been expecting Coach Stark to make a to make a, an announcement here for a while. Uh, he's not ready to do it yet, obviously. But um, I mean, the, you know, the the, the clocks ticking. Nobody knows for sure what's going on in yeah. his mind when it comes to this. But they they got to get prepared. Uh, a lot of people may think that the best plan is to go ahead and start Ewers, highly touted prospect uh, who at one point only wanted to play for the Longhorns. But his his card, talks, man. Yeah, as hard <laughs> might also say, Hudson Card though he's an Austin native continues pushing Quinn Ewers in practice, refusing to wave the white flag in defeat. Uh, so you know it, it, he's he's still got a lot of uh, a lot of choices here, but. A lot of people just want to know, they're, they're, are, are we are we seeing any one quarterback pulling away from the other? Mm-hmm. And, and as all the reports I've seen, not really. They're really neck and neck in this QB race right mm-hmm. now.
1: 834
0: what do you think? Yeah, I would love, love to hear
1: what you think. Love to hear from you.
0: Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, Sarkeesian said he's pleased with both quarterbacks' attention to detail, their ability to keep up with tempo and drives. Uh, he says quote whether it's quick game whether it's audibles whether it's intermediate throws whether it's down the field throws he says I think they're both playing with a lot of confidence yeah, yeah. And that's part of the fun
1: that's that's total coach speak I you hear that every year yeah well, from the same, sure especially when you have quarterback say, right. uh, exactly but you know at this point you're you're weeks away get get that starter in get it get him number one get him the reps let's get this thing going yeah We uh, don't need to keep dragging this on
0: there 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 was some there has been some optimism because of the addition of Isaiah Nair, okay, but with his his injury now, uh, you know, it kind of calls into question whether this might, you know, impact a quarterback decision here. Uh, only time will tell. We'll have to wait to see, you know, what what Coach Shark's going to say in the end. Uh, but I, I've, I've a lot of the people that I talk to are, are really siding with Quinn Ewers here. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think I would too. Yeah, I, I
1: would too. But again. He has the least amount of experience of all the quarterbacks. You know, Hudson Card has experience. He's been in this offense a long time. He knows these coaches. Right. He knows what they want. So, it's, I mean, it's really just a crapshoot at this point. It's got to be, you know, especially because he says they both look really good. They do. You know, especially if one wasn't showing up, then there'd probably be a a decision probably sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're both playing well, I mean, I feel like that bodes well regardless because if they're playing well in practice, no matter who gets that spot, they're, I mean, they're going to both play week one. Sure. I, I really I would, feel I like so. that's going to happen. So get their confidence up, get them ready, and let's just let's do this damn thing. Let's go. Now, do you think that being an Austin
0: native, I, this may sound like a stupid question, but do you think being an Austin native, growing up watching the Longhorns and the way they play from year to year, do you think that might give Card any any? I would hope
1: not. That, does have, that, that should have nothing to it do with shouldn't. it. It shouldn't. You're Especially right. Especially because Sark has no ties to Austin it in, that, in that way. So why would he? It know?
0: was just something that was floating sure. around in my head. You know, like, yeah. is this, you know, because it is such a tight race.
1: It could be. You never know. But at the same time, it wouldn't make sense to make that be a deciding factor. I, I mean, not so either. Well, I don't, I don't mean necessarily Maybe senior deciding. day, he gets the first. If he's not the starter all year, maybe on senior day, he gets, you know, he gets to take the first snap at home. Like you know, like they would do in basketball, let all the all the seniors sure. start for the first couple minutes, sure. and then get Quinn in there a couple of plays later. You no, know, I, did, I didn't. I didn't mean to it. hand the ball off.
0: I didn't mean an advantage you know, over Quinn Ewers. I just meant an advantage. At the position of quarterback for the Texas sure. Longhorns, sure. having watched them year after year, if that might give him advantage, just behind the you know behind the center. Or, sure. You know. uh, and you know, in further problems for the Longhorns, of course, there's also a season-long suspension that's been announced—an indefinite suspension, mm-hmm. I should say. That's Longhorns wide receiver Jai Hall suspended by the program indefinitely following his Thursday arrest for criminal mischief.
1: Such a silly word for that. Yeah. He took a boot off. Sorry. I know that's a felony. Is that what
0: it was? He took a boot he off had, the car? He had a
1: boot on his car. There's actually video of it, so I don't know if that will be incriminating in any way. But the
0: man should be praised for that sort of ingenuity. It is not easy I mean, to take yeah, one of those things off.
1: He's a kid. He's not the only one who's ever done that. We've all had our issues with boots before in the past. I have I have. You know. <laughs> you, you forget to pay parking tickets, man. Sorry. Yeah. But... I, I would hope that this... I mean, when they say indefinite, that doesn't mean a full year. You know, that just basically right. means he's out until we tell decide we're ready for a time frame. So I would hope this doesn't keep him out all year. But, but I know what he did was stupid.
0: So. Well, it was. It wasn't the end of the world. Of course, yeah, criminal misdemeanor. He didn't hurt anyone. Value'd Valued between $10750, uh, $750, uh, you know. It's the, just a
1: boot. Uh, Look, they charge you that if you don't bring it back the next day. I'm wondering,
0: though, if if... It's gonna come back to Biden because this isn't the first time he's been indefinitely suspended by a football program. He was suspended by Nick Saban mm-hmm. uh, last year, uh, and, and actually, um, Saban announced actually in, in April that Ajay uh, Hall would be suspended indefinitely—not last year, but this year—for a violation of the team rules. Uh, this is, uh, w- of course, when when he was at the, playing for the Crimson Tide, mm-hmm. and when asked what the receiver could do to rejoin the team, Saban told reporters at the time he'd already been given that chance to do so before. Oof. So. Oof. I don't know if that is going to play a factor in this, but uh, I, I mean, you know, I guess certainly he, that's not what the horns need right now.
1: He should have been smarter than that because he should have known that doing something like that is going to get you in trouble, regardless of it of it being team or with the law. Especially because he's already been suspended in the past. I mean, and you feel bad because like. It, again, any normal person who would have done that, no one would even have looked the other way. Right. But because he plays for a football team and he plays for the Longhorns, we're going to talk about it. It just, it feels like it's a bigger deal than it should be, but maybe that's just me.
0: You hear terms like criminal mischief yeah, and, you, like, and you think something like, I know, that's just know
1: untoward like law lingo. Not
0: the best choice he could have made, but yeah. certainly not the worst thing that exactly. any
1: Longhorn player has ever done. Again, he didn't hurt anyone. Wasn't
0: drunk driving, anything no. like that. Didn't
1: steal anything. Just he took just a food off a car. Didn't. Wasn't supposed to park there or right. something like that. Hopefully, he learned his lesson. Uh, yeah, I would hope so at this point. So, we want
0: to know what you think. How are you feeling about the Longhorns' uh, prospects now, with uh, several injuries and a Jai Hall out, uh, suspended indefinitely? We got that. Uh, more on that coming up as well. Uh, some NFL talk. Lots of uh, illegal contact flags thrown already. Uh, this guy, Deshaun Watson, still hasn't gone away. Oh, i heard of him. We'll tell you about that more coming up. 512-834-1027 is the number here on the bullpen. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. That's right. This is the bullpen. Good afternoon. He is Brandon Elkins. Hi. I am Patrick. Osmond. Yeah, you are. You tell yourself that. in opinions. What are the, what are opinions? They're always welcome. Always welcome to bullpen. And we want to hear yours, 512-834-1027 mm-hmm. here on
1: the bullpen. Get on ESPN with us.
0: We've been talking a little football this morning. Of course, uh, Longhorn injuries, uh, a, a rough scrimmage for the Longhorns. It's 4 Four guys have gone down. They re- went in relatively healthy. Have come out not so much. Yeah, let's hope for some good news today. Yeah, and then of course uh, Jai Hall suspended indefinitely. No decision made on the QB race yet uh, by Coach Sark. So we'll probably hear a lot Lots more about this later on uh, today when Coach Sark meets, meets the media. Yes, uh, but on the uh, the NFL gridiron, I, I wouldn't say it was the the best uh, the best day for the Dallas Cowboys.
1: That's okay. You don't really put too I mean, much. I mean, no preseason. preseason. Count. I yeah. get it. I get it, but. Some old habits seem to die really hard for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowboys got called for 17
0: flags during Saturday's loss to the Broncos. I can't Broncos. even believe
1: a ref would throw that many 17 flags for a first flags. They'd have to be pretty bad, pretty I, egregious for I, them to keep calling them. Yeah. Good uh, night. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's just preseason. You know, which which may it's and it's also it's like, why are you throwing the, all these flags? That, like, chill, guy. Like just let's just get through this game. We're trying not to get injured here. Maybe
0: that's why he threw them all though, because he's like he's he's
1: gonna he's only gonna get yeah, to ref during get, the preseason. He's, he's got to get his throwing arm right. Oh, or up and yeah. ready to go. or get a little bit it's of his exercise. Flag throwing, make sure he's got the aim right. Right. <laughs> uh, so of course. The,
0: the Cowboys committed an NFL-high 141 penalties last year, 14 in their playoff loss. Oh, my God. And then, of course, they got 17 calls yesterday in their preseason – or Saturday, I should say, in the preseason game, 17. losing I to can't the Broncos. I can laugh when
1: I hear that number. <laughs> 17 in first preseason game.
0: Well, uh, Coach Mike McCarthy – I, as you might have guessed, wasn't too impressed with uh, with these 17 calls.
2: Well, I think we all recognize that this isn't the record season. So, I, you know, I understand, you know, your question. And as far as, you know, last year was last year. I think, you know, really last year as far as trying to establish a play style and an identity. took us a while to get to that. And, you know, once we did, we were won a number of games. So, this is really the starting point that you go through every year. So, this, this is preseason. I don't think this has anything to do with last year. I mean, obviously, you guys get to write what you want. But you know, it's it's a starting point. Yeah, I don't I don't like I don't like the number of penalties. You know, I made it clear. I talked about it halftime, and you know, talked about it briefly in there. So we'll take a long look at it. But I am excited about the the fact that you know we were able to come up here and run a lot of plays, and you know, and, and I like the way you know we ran the ball and, and stopped to run. So that, that's a good starting point for us. It's 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 a bigger emphasis this year.
0: Now that wasn't the only time that uh, he was asked about the penalties. That was uh, quite an interest among reporters. Trust me, no one's happy with the number of
2: penalties in a game today. But I just think that it's the facts that matter. It's just kind of where we are today. You know, this is this is training camp. It was our first preseason, and I think that I think this is kind of how it goes. You know, we played a lot of young players on Thursday and today, and I have great confidence that they'll improve from this from this opportunity.
0: So. I, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot to be taken from this. It wasn't all bad. I mean, you know, you sit there, and you can talk about the 17 infractions, and that's certainly it's
1: a pretty loud something stat. to mention, right? It's right in your face. But I mean,
0: the Cowboys can feel pretty good about going into their week of practice. Uh, it, how the running backs perform? You know, all three of the QB or their, their QBs, the running backs uh, average at least four yards per carry. And uh, Rico Dowdle starting the game finished with 36 yards on nine carries. Aaron Shamplin. Uh, Mixed in throughout, finished 32 yards on seven carries. But the most impressive of the three, uh, Malik Davis, player of the game. Uh, easily uh, beating out the other two, 51 yards, very impressive. 6.4 nice. 6. yards per carry.
1: Coach talk, Coach McCarthy talks about him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. likes him.
0: Uh, and he put his receiving skills on display as well. Three receptions, 16 yards, 5.3 yards per catch. And I think you know McCarthy was pretty happy with with all in all what he saw.
2: This is exactly what we need. I really look at tonight and Thursday night as a combination or Thursday afternoon. I think the work coming up here is is exactly particularly for our young players. You know, we we had a focus. You know, coming into the game to run the football and stop the running, you know just because it's with the amount of padded work you know that you get in, in this in this training camp and you know, structure and emphasis. So I thought we did some good things there. The penalties clearly are way too much. So, you know, we'll look at those and keep going, you know, keep going through it as far as the combative, combative versus discipline. So, I mean, that's that's clearly the biggest negative. But I'm, I'm actually excited to watch the tape because we wanted to see these young linemen. There's, you know, our run blocking unit. Thank you, step up. And I think they did some really good things. And I think our run defense was where it needed to be. So, I mean, there's a lot of plays that make or don't make and, and to me that's preseason football i don't get hung up on that too much but i think there'll be a lot of good very good take from out of this contest
0: so bottom line a lot of good tape yeah bottom good line, take watch. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good can not wait to watch okay that's a, the that, a, a, a typical nfl coach response is there hey, it's okay the typical nfl coach tamber and cadence uh yeah. to to his response uh, Look, sort of along similar lines to Bill Belichick, uh, who's probably the absolute goat when it comes to
1: brevity. These listeners have <laughs> no idea brevity. how many uhs and ums that this coach says that I edit out. You, you cut them out? Oh my god! It so, takes about like usually thirty seconds of the of the audio away to get rid of the uh uh uh. Well, you know, not everybody could be the uh, it's every coach, the experienced it's, it's professional
0: orator that uh, you and I have become. That's okay. That's that's why we you, that's what we treat say. to our you, listeners. You,
1: you're that's what we the we treat to our listeners. You're the real man here. Hey,
0: but you know, all in all, I think Coach McCarthy feeling pretty good about the Cowboys. Uh, as, yeah. as he's not too worried about these seven. He doesn't. No. He's not too impressed with seventeen infractions. Not too worried about him either. Because yeah. as you heard him say, it's preseason
1: again and again. It's kind of surprising to see that many from a one the from the first preseason game. You don't really see the refs usually doing that too. But right. you know, when you go back to what the NFL wants them to do with. Uh, with the, what is it, the, uh, not the holding calls, the, um, the downfield, the contact. The illegal, illegal contact. contact. So maybe they're telling them, look, you've, we got to step up all of, all of the penalties just in case. It's possible. And I would hate that because that's just going to drag the game on.
0: Well, it's funny that you mention illegal contact uh, because... There have been quite a few of them thrown already. Oh, shocker. Yeah, f- no way. Fifteen flags for illegal contact oh, during the first week of the preseason.
1: Give me a break. Which, of man. course,
0: is an elevated number reflecting the league's request, as you mentioned, that officials pay closer attention to this kind of flag. I
1: hope they tell them to relax a little before the first r-
0: racing I, game. As do I, because I, and I know I'm not alone in this, but one of my biggest pet peeves about watching the NFL is that you get, you get one play Flag thrown. Commercial break. They come back. Another flag. Another commercial break. Before you know it, you've waited thirty-five minutes to mm-hmm. see
1: three plays, mm-hmm.
0: three downs.
1: You know it. Yeah, it's like the longest time in football is five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Oh my god, the longest part of the game. What is
0: it that? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember how much time it was, but it was like uh, any any given Sunday when Al Pacino, mm-hmm. it was just a few seconds on the clock, and he's like, it's a
1: lifetime. Yeah, exactly.
0: And when you're talking about two, two to five minutes at the end of a game, mm-hmm. that that is like. 80 lifetimes. Absolutely. Uh, The league doesn't compile public preseason penalty data, but the total is based on an examination by ESPN of the week's play-by-play logs and represents a pretty steep rise from last year's trends when officials threw only 36 flags for illegal contact for the entire 18-week regular season. 36? Yeah, yeah, 36. 15 thrown already for the the preseason. Also a significant bump from the... the, uh, Let's see, the average of 97 established annually between 2002 and 2020. Uh, So, of course, illegal contact is, uh, you know, prohibited contact by a defender when the QB still has the ball, still in the pocket, five-yard penalty, automatic first down.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: The low 2021 total prompted the NFL's competition committee to include illegal contact among uh, its points uh, points of clarification, formerly known as points of emphasis, and league sources surveyed by ESPN were split on whether the wording of this year's Ill- illegal contact instructions might lead to, lead to more flags as occurred after the two pre, uh, previous points of emphasis of the foul. 2014, flags for illegal contact rose to 148 from 52 the previous year. And then in 2004, they rose to 191 from 79 the previous year there.
1: I don't get why they're doing this. Maybe, maybe teams just figured out not doing that penalty anymore. And so that's why they weren't called as much. I don't really. I, I honestly do not think that. I. I ju- it's just so backwards for the NFL to just be like, well, there were less penalties here, so let's really keep an eye out to make sure right. that that they're actually calling them. Clearly, so they we want actually more get penalties. more revenue stream because we need to go to commercial. More. That's exactly what I think the reason is. They, I mean, because every time point,
0: they do it, you get more commercials. Yeah. and they can sell more. Period. The fans don't want it. The fans aren't interested in your flags. I mean, I think there are already too many rules. Yeah, you know. Uh, we talk about pace of play a lot in our beloved baseball, yeah. right? How about pace of play rules for football?
1: And it really doesn't seem that bad, but it's only when you're throwing the flag every other play. Yeah. And it's, it's really not that bad. So the fact that they are asking the refs to throw more flags on purpose... It's just bonkers. It doesn't make me want to watch. No, I'll tell you that. It, it and doesn't. a lot of these flags,
0: I feel like, often could. I mean, you know, I understand you have the rule, and there's no gray area for some of these rules, but I think there should but be. There, I, there is, I think. Well, yeah, we've in seen, a way, yeah, Yeah, we've seen it. But uh, you know, I mean, if you're if you're back there and you just by accident stumble into the passer, and you get a, I mean, they're going to call that illegal but- contact call on that.
1: Well, and they could also call crown of the helmet, especially if you're yeah. falling forward, yeah. even if you just kind of tapped him on your way down.
0: Even even if just a basic, basic glimpse at a replay could say, oh, yeah, you know, he clearly did not intentionally do yeah, that. Yeah, especially Still when get hit
1: with it. both players are falling at the same time or bracing, you right. know, when they both bend down at the same time and their helmets crack, and it it's clearly not on purpose, but someone has to get called for that now.
0: So what could we do to, to speed up the pace of play? I don't think in, you can in, at in this the NFL. Point. I, don't,
1: I really don't think you can. Between I think it's got that, a real problem. Yeah, because of all the new penalties and all the new replays, and some of these calls should be able to have replay on them, especially bringing back uh, what was it? Uh, 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 pass interference replays. I liked that. They never really called it, but at least they gave you a shot. Yeah. And I appreciated that. And that's one that I wish they would bring back. But I really don't think you're, I mean, Look, football games are going to probably be average four hours at one at, at this point. Mm. So just be ready. You know, and that's okay normally. But if I see, some if guys probably won't care. Yeah, not if it's going to be throwing a flag every other play, and that's why we got to get into commercial every five minutes.
0: See, I could sit there in a ballpark, you know, and watching baseball five, six, eight hours. I wouldn't care, Please, but I could not do header. the same with football. And I, I don't know. I, I'm sure that there are a lot of people who feel just the opposite. But it's a little exhausting. Speed the game up, fellas. So, what do you think? Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. Uh, little name uh, that just won't go away from the news Deshaun Watson. Will we get a ruling on this? We got a little, we inched forward a little bit more, Please. But, but not really far enough. Do something. We got that and more coming up, uh, including uh, the latest on the Brittany Griner issue and a big uh, gift given out by Alex Bregman yesterday to yes. a, a young uh, Uvalde. Cool. Member of the Uvalde community there at Minute Maid Park. That and a whole lot more coming up here in the bullpen. He's Brandon Elkins. I'm hey. Patrick Osborne. 512-834-1027. and branding on 1027
1: ESPN. Too bad they can't hear that story. It's probably for the best. (laughs) I
0: I have argued for many years that some of the greatest radio content always happens off the air. Maybe they need to give
1: us some cameras they can read our lips. I'd like to keep my job. <laughs> Fair enough. Probably not good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so before we went to the break we're talking a little NFL. Of course the uh, 15 illegal contact flags thrown in week one of the preseason. That's after 36 of them were thrown all of the regular season last year. Yeah. So if that's any indication of
1: what we're in for. Believe it or not when something works you have to fix it according to the NFL. But what if break it's, it and then try and try and fix it again? Yeah, but
0: sometimes you feel like the NFL breaks something just so they can fix it. Yeah, like in this. Yeah. in this case. Yeah, because they're they coming off a season like, where there weren't as many flags, and they're like, "No, we need more of those flags." No, you don't. Just, no, you really, You're don't. Kidding me? You really no, you don't.
1: Really don't. There's plenty of other ones. Trust me, you'll be fine. I would think so. You'll get your so. revenue. Trust me.
0: The NFL is not hurting for cash. No, by any stretch never, of the imagination, never. Well, speaking of penalties and fractions, the name that just will not drop out of the sports headlines lately, Deshaun Watson. Who? Yeah. Who's that? It's a guy. I, I don't know if you've heard of him. He once played for the uh, the Texans and the Browns. He uh, got into uh, some was rather. Was on
1: some orange team once? I think
0: it was. He, uh, some dubious uh, decision making at uh, massage parlors, I that's, guess is one way nice, you could put it. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. It's 12 days ago that uh, the NFL appealed Judge Sue L. Robinson's ruling in the Watson case, and the rules require that the appeal process be expedited. Quote unquote. 12 days expedited. later.
1: Yeah, 12 days later. I don't think a lot late. of us
0: feel like this is expedited here. Nope. Uh, you've got appeals officer Peter Harvey, who's been tasked by Roger Goodell to take care of this. And we thought maybe on Friday something was going to happen. It seemed like it. Well, it was in the air. The timing made sense. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, the NFL and Goodell, they've been wanting a full year suspension. Uh, Sue L. Robinson said six games, and, uh, you know, that, that wasn't sitting well. And so they were trying. I, uh, there was a lot of speculation. Peter Harvey was going to make a ruling in the minutes leading up to the preseason game mm-hmm. in which uh, Deshaun Watson was set to play in, and he was going to lay down the law right then and there and really throw a wrench in the, in the union's plans. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Nope. And, in fact, as you mentioned, that the momentum was there. It was uh, credible talk of potential settlement emerged. Watson now reportedly is willing to accept a suspension of eight games, oh, pay a God. fine uh, in the amount of $5 million. <laughs> I think that's probably what a lot of people did I think that.
1: each accuser should get $5 million from him. I don't think any
0: accuser would argue with that. Man. The league presumably is not going to slip below 10 games here, and the league may want to find $10 million, if Again, not more.
1: Who Damn, who cares? He doesn't care.
0: That's the salary Watson earned in 2021 for not playing.
1: Jeez.
0: Now, if the settlement happens, both sides need to explain that the fine converts his absence from money for nothing into nothing for nothing. Although some continue to insist Watson didn't play last year for reasons unrelated to his off-field situation. He would have been traded to the Dolphins, if not for these lingering legal problems. But That's weird. He likely would have been traded to someone, uh, but wasn't going to be... Imagine him with the
1: Dolphins, though. That would be...
0: Holy moly. Especially with the problems they got going on right now.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just saying him and Tyreek Hill together. Holy moly. Could
0: have been a great pairing. Yeah. I mean, you know, for all his problems, Deshaun Watson <laughs> is a phenomenal talent. Phenomenal. And with his head right, any team would be lucky to have him. It's any so funny because he
1: totally portrayed himself as that guy. Had yeah. his head on straight, nice guy, very friendly, open, available. It's, I guess that's just how it it's goes not the sometimes. the case, huh? so yeah. Well, you yeah, know. Look, he still could be all those things, but he's got this hanging over his head for the rest of his career at least. A lot of guys lie
0: on job applications, right? Oh, yeah. no, never. It comes what? back to bite you eventually unless you're, you know,
1: especially as as, deft. As long as they don't research my background.
0: Uh, so <laughs> if he pays the $10 million here, he and the league can credibly argue that Watson actually served an unpaid suspension for all of last season because, you know, that was the yep. 10 million. That's what, he, yep. that's what he missed out on. Mm-hmm. With 10 games in 2022 on top of that, this could placate those who would argue that the league really has been too lenient with Watson. You think? Regardless, if there's a window currently open for a settlement, at some point it's going to close, and at some point Peter Harvey has got to do his job, yeah. issue a ruling here. I-, I can't imagine that this is going to go on much longer.
1: Well, I think it was on its way until Watson opened his mouth and said that he's willing to, to settle. And then all of a sudden, the whole process changed because they were going to just, like you said, throw the hammer down, give him the full, tell him you're, you're going to get the full year and that's it. All right. Now we have to go through more legal jum- mumbo jumbo because he's like, well, wait a minute. Let me settle now. I'm good. I'm, I, I, everything's fine. Mm hmm. hmm. So I. <sighs> Either way, th- this could be good because maybe this could avoid uh, the Players Association getting involved so they don't have to sue so it doesn't get a, you know stretched out even more, and then we won't have to question whether he can play or not during this other appeal. Yeah. Time will tell. I'm exhausted uh, just talking about
0: time, that. Time is ticking incredibly slowly, though, yep. nevertheless. Um, and
1: the season's ticking fast.
0: And, of course, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson was asked uh, what, what he'll do with his time when he is uh, actually suspended. Uh, I know I have a lot of work to put in, especially on the field, to be able to make sure I'm ready to play uh, whenever that time comes, whenever I can step back on the field. But also, the biggest thing is I want to continue counseling, and I want to make sure that I'm growing as a person, as an individual, for my decision-making on and off the field, and I want to make sure that, you know, I'm just a Evolving in the community as much as possible, and that's for the Cleveland community, that's the NFL community, and beyond. All right. Well, you that's know, let's. E- let, a, sorry. Go ahead. No, I just well, let's hope he learned his lesson, and he does evolve. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds like someone wrote that answer for him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he didn't write it himself. <laughs> There's pretty egregious things that he's accused of doing here. Yeah. I mean, what, like yes. 25 women at least, at least that we well, that we know of. The Texans
1: settled with 30.
0: So that's right. So there are a lot. There there were more on that's the way. Right. Uh, and, and he's just, you know, accused of, I, I guess, in, in, uh, in not so many words, uh, touching gals. Sexual where, assault. Yeah, where, where he it's, shouldn't be touching them yeah, and, and requesting things he shouldn't be requesting at these massage Inappropriate
1: callers. behavior, sexual assault, that's all their accusations.
0: I mean, it's like we said, uh, you know, in the early days of the show here on the bullpen. Uh, dude, get yourself a Massage Envy membership and just, you know... <laughs> Go when you want.
1: We still haven't. We still haven't gone to them. We, we still haven't gone in there and say, "Hey." Uh, I would certainly go
0: if I if I weren't so weird about people touching me. Okay. Strangers touching me. That's fair. That's why I, I just yeah. I, I I yeah. But the but so I, I have felt much better after after a nice massage. Uh,
1: sure. So, but an appropriate
0: an appropriate Massage, massage
1: rational. Right. Nothing else. Just nothing. Nothing creepy. Everyone's there to do their job, and then you leave. Not, nothing Watson esque. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need that.
0: So we got some new news out of Russia, and this ongoing saga: Brittany Griner, WNBA center with the Phoenix Mercury, uh, who was sentenced recently to nine and a half years for mm-hmm. uh, her decision to carry THC vape carts through Moscow's airport. Um. Mm-hmm. Something that I would highly advise against. I would imagine that most people are. Probably hip to the fact that Moscow ain't too big on uh, Americans carrying drugs through their airports. Yeah, um, I would think that. So, uh, But then
1: again, she's been going there longer than us. She has been. She has to go there because the WNBA won't pay her enough, so she's got to have a second job.
0: That's right. She played for the uh, uh, the women's basketball team in, uh, let me see if I say this name right, Yekaterinburg, oh. during the uh, WNBA's sure. offseason. I'm going
1: to say no. that's a, you nailed it.
0: So she was uh, convicted August 4th, arrested back in February. Uh Her lawyer was quoted uh, by Russian news agencies today saying the appeal has been filed. The grounds of the appeal are not immediately known. Uh, But uh, they—we probably never will. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, But uh, her her lawyers say uh, you know said after the conviction the sentence was excessive. They said in similar cases defendants have gotten an average sentence about five years,
1: uh, with a third of them granted parole. Yeah, those people probably weren't Americans who are famous pro athletes. Yeah,
0: clearly the Russians had a a statement that they were trying to make here. It's not like we're pals with them right now. So, you know, I can't say that this we... This was just really bad I have to imagine me. that American would, would have done the same to a Russian trying to do something like that, just to make a statement to the Russians. Maybe. Here's the problem that a lot of people have with, uh, with multiple problems, mm-hmm. and we've talked about this, but there are a whole lot of guys and gals in this country who are locked up in American prisons for yes. carrying a bit of weed here or there, possessing a little bit of weed, and we're going to swap Griner with a convicted arms dealer... Uh, known, I believe, uh, rather affectionately as the Merchant of Death.
1: Mm-hmm. The movie was movie about him was Lord of War. Lord of War. With Nicolas Cage. Right.
0: Yeah. So we're trading her for him. Hmm. Meantime, you got a lot of people who could make the argument that maybe should be tended to first here stateside. Yeah. Because they're not the ones who tried to fly through Russia right. with illegal drugs.
1: Look, not to get too political, but that was Biden. Biden ran on that agenda. He's been um, pressed on it many times. Uh, it seems like he's kind of slowly cracking on it now. Now that this uh, whole, you know, stigma is out there, but yeah, I mean, you're it's it's just a very backwards thing, and, and yeah. he needs to get it, he needs to do it. They need to get this figured out. They need to just not make this a schedule one drug anymore either.
0: I mean, on the basic grounds of what she did. If you ask me, do I think a nine and a half year prison sentence any in any country is is a justified punishment? I say absolutely not.
1: Right, absolutely not. But according to them, it was an attempt to distribute.
0: Right, and 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 they're I think they're uh, do no harm. They have sense. like a
1: do no harm
0: law or something yeah. over there. They say she violated. And She said, look, I didn't mean to do this. I wasn't even really aware. I packed in a in a in haste. Didn't realize they were in there. I never meant to do any harm or hurt anybody. And I believe her. Well, I believe that she didn't mean to do any harm. Whether or not she intentionally she, brought them, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her and or I anybody for that matter. If
1: she did intend to bring them, I would assume I believe that she, it was only just for herself and not for yeah. anyone else. But I'm. You know, well, I
0: can't imagine that Brittany Griner. It needs to be a drug dealer, an yeah. international drug dealer, exactly. dealing in small amounts of, of THC vape. Yeah,
1: especially living in a legal state in yeah. Arizona. Yeah. So, uh,
0: uh, so to some degree, yeah, she's she's gotten it way harsh, but. There's also, I think, a very valid argument that you know, you played a dumb game, you won a dumb prize.
1: True. You know? Yeah, it's hard to argue both sides that of yeah. that. It's, yeah.
0: But that's the latest on her. Looks like the appeal has been filed. Over the inner. Bring her home. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, it's home. gonna happen. It's, it's gonna annoying. happen. They will up. get her home. Over in the Major League Baseball, a pretty exciting little uh, series for the Astros against the A's over the weekend, in which they uh, outscored they outscored Oakland twenty-one-seven in a sweep of the A's over the weekend. Oh, I
1: loved. I, I, I'm such. I'm such a closet fan of the A's too. It's so Noria? sad. Yeah, I mean. They've been in my. They've been in the same division as the Mariners for a long time. I love the uniforms. The the, the green. Green's my favorite color. It's one of, so the best, the one of the best. The green and gold, uniforms. or green and yellow, whatever you want to call that. It's a great uniform. It's consistently
0: been one of the coolest uniforms. Yeah, Steve, in, I have a lot of. Decades. I have a
1: lot of friends in, uh, in in Northern California. A lot of A's fans, and I just feel so bad that they have to deal with this team and this organization. It's just not fair because this has been a proud organization for so long, sure. and the the ownership is just alienating everyone because they want to move to Vegas and nobody wants them to leave Oakland except them, except the owners. Yeah. So it's just it's a it's a horrible fight that's going on between the two, and it's just showing on the field and it's just sad because A's always have always been that team that you never expect to do good and then they come out of nowhere. And then they play. You can make the playoffs for like three straight years, and then they ship off their best players, and then they do it all over again. Sure. So. Oh, well, one
0: of the more exciting eras of the A's, modern eras of the A's for me was was the early two thousands yeah. and their rivalry that they had there in October. Seemed like every year. Every with, year with the Yankees mm-hmm. and the Giambi brothers, and of course Jeter's flip there at home plate. One of the one of the great. Uh, October uh, defensive uh, plays of all time. I still think he was safe. I do too. In fact, I've <laughs> argued that since I uh, and I back then I was actually really when I was pulling for the Yanks, yeah. that that series, which is weird being a Red Sox guy, but Ugh. I was. Press. And I and I I've, I've said since the get-go that Giambi was Safe. Yeah, he definitely was great, was. great athleticism by Jeter, but he did not get Giambi at the plate.
1: If back. it was anyone but Jeter, they probably would have called him safe. Or the Yankees. Yeah, you're or absolutely the right. Yep. Uh, but the,
0: uh, the the Astros, they, they swept the A's there uh, in, in Houston over the weekend. Uh, Alex Bregman uh, had, a, had a great, uh, great series. Uh, entering the box uh, last night, uh, two outs. Jordan Alvarez on first base, just like the night before. He cranked a two-run homer to left field. He got Houston on the board that way. He entered uh, Bregman entered Sunday one of the best offensive hitters at home. He's uh, got a 9.69 OPS at Minute Maid Park and a 1.486 OPS oh. in that current homestead. Oh. I know. <laughs> That's just towering numbers right and there.
1: He's, he kind of was struggle bus for uh, a few months this, this to start the season. Yeah. So it's good to see him kind of breaking out of that because yeah. he's definitely a good enough player. Oh, he's, he's a great player. F-
0: fabulous. And then Jose Altuve drove in a pair, uh, the second frame uh, to double the Astros lead. Uh, brought home Chaz McCormick, Christian Vasquez, who had a three-hit night himself and an RBI single in the se- uh, the sixth. Uh, and then in the seventh, Bregman State Hottie doubled home Jeremy Pena for his third RBI in the afternoon. The Astros scored all six of their runs in two-out situations. Uh, of course, they swept, as I mentioned, swept the A's for the series 21-7 the uh, combined. But, uh, what was really cool here is Alex Bregman actually fulfilled a home run request for a young yeah. a young Astros That's fan cool. from Uvalde. Uh, as we mentioned Friday they were going to they brought the Uvalde community, I think it was about 500 of them. 500 residents to Minute Maid yep. Park mm-hmm. I paid for them all just to have a good old time. So cool. And uh, you know, it comes about 3 months after that terrible tragedy at Robb Elementary. Yeah. And Alex Bregman was asked by this young girl from Uvalde before the game, "Can you please hit a home run for me?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it went a little something like this. 2-0 count here. As he hits one high, he hits
2: one deep. Alex Bregman for the second straight game. That's a 2
0: And, you know, that's How cool. Baseball is just, uh, baseball is a game of magic. And then here's Bregman on hitting that home run.
1: It was really cool. Just anything we can do for them. I'm glad they were here today. I think that's, I think it's really nice what the Astros have done to try and help uh, in the healing process. And. As soon as I got into the dugout, Dusty goes, "Hey, you hit one for Evaldi, so uh, it's nice." <laughs> That's great. That's I just such it. a great story. I love story. it. I don't like the Astros because of my allegiance, but stuff like that—I mean, you can't deny it. It's—it's it's incredible. Oh yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you for doing that.
0: Uh, so we got to take another quick break, real quick. Then we'll come back. Uh, there, it's uh, an interesting uh, anniversary here. Uh, huh. It's been a long time since we've seen a perfect game in the it Major Leagues. sure East. has, and we were close last night. And uh, we'll tell you just how long it's been and who the last guy to do it was. Coming up, 512 1, 1027 Here on the bullpen, Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027
1: ESPN. Brad's buzzed again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell Brad to chill out. Yeah, Brad, come on. We know you like to party, but dude, <laughs> beep, you got to give your woo a break.
0: So here we are, uh, final segment of the bullpen on this Monday. He's Brandon Elkins. Hey. I'm Patrick Osborne. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number. And before we went to break, we mentioned a uh, rather interesting anniversary, or, mm-hmm. or it is the anniversary of uh, some one of the one of the rarest things that ever happens in baseball. Well, so what, what do we got going on there?
1: August fifteenth, two 2012, a game that I was supposed to go to that I didn't go to, and I won't give the details as to why. Uh, it was the last time uh, the, in NML, an MLB team threw a perfect game.
0: Yes, and that, so 10 years it's been since the perfect game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, there, there have only been 21 in the modern era of, of baseball, 21 of them. Uh, and and I, when you look at some of the names that are on this list, I mean, uh, it, it, you know, Felix Hernandez is is in good company, and and it's interesting that he was the last one. Uh, you know, big names: Roy Halladay, Mark Burley, David Cohn, David Wells. Uh, let's see who else: Jim Bunning, Sandy Koufax, Don
1: Larson, Cy Young. Don't forget John Montgomery Ward from the Providence Grays in June seventeenth, eighteen eighty. Goodness gracious! Uh, that one you cannot forget. I, I, Lee Richmond of the Worcester Worcesters, Worcester, Worcester, Worcester,
0: eighteen eighty as well. Now uh, you know twenty-one games in the in the modern era since nineteen oh three. The two that you mentioned there, the nineteenth century perfectos, they're counted since they occurred in the National League. But some people argue they should be dismissed since the rules of play were significantly different in the eighteen in eighteen eighty. Take it away from that. No, oh, I, I would argue that we shouldn't take How it away they? from that. Uh, but, yes, it was August 15th of uh, 2012, the last time we saw a perfect game uh, in the MLB. And uh, we got a little more on that, right? Yeah. Seattle Mariners, Felix Hernandez, the 2-2. He got it! 34 years!
2: 119 games! It's finally happened! A perfect game by a Seattle Mariners! It was done by the king!
0: Thirty four. 34 years, thirty number 34, no, did they say it? 34 or 134
1: years? 34 years, 119 days. 119 days. And that's what I love about baseball, and I was telling you this earlier. 34 years it took for the Mariners to get that's what it a was. perfect game. To have one of their pitchers hit a, throw a perfect game. And what is Felix Hernandez's number? King Felix was number 34. 34. Number 34. I love it.
0: Is that is that your most memorable uh, of all the uh, perfect games that you've you've seen in your lifetime?
1: Uh, I haven't seen many in yeah, my well, lifetime, right. not that I know of. But yeah, that's most memorable because I remember I was supposed to go to the game. I didn't. I, I still watched the whole thing and I just, I was on pins and needles the entire time.
0: Now, as far as I'm concerned, there were 22 perfect games in the modern era because on June 2nd of 2010, mm-hmm. Andres Galarraga, I mean, uh, Armando, Gal- not Andres, Is Armando that- Galarraga was robbed. In the ninth with two outs by Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce. uh, Who? He knew he messed up. He took it like a man. He he admitted what he did. He Mm -hmm. knew that he'd taken this game away. But to me that that was a perfect yeah. game without a doubt
1: if only we had replay then yeah that would have been the last perfect game
0: and the tigers would yeah. beat the indians uh, the then indians that night 3 nothing
1: i mean what was he thinking uh, well, uh, he was, was standing was right there, there. he it he was so obviously an out too mm-hmm. and he even took a second before he even did the his egregious his massive outmo his punching yeah. of the air yeah. that he did yeah cuz Joyce it's is pretty so animated sad. with with his umpiring um and that poor pitcher he, didn't really have Shells go on for him after that.
0: No, he he hadn't heard much from Armando Galarraga since. Now both of them, I thought, handled themselves very well, but especially yeah. Gal- Galarraga in that and those final. Yeah. And the next day, uh, where Galarraga brings out the lineup card to Joyce, shaking moment, and his you know and his teary.
1: Uh,
0: it was just so for me, even though it wasn't technically a no uh, a perfect game, mm-hmm. uh, that was my most.
1: Yeah, no, that's I and I I'm totally with you. That should have been the last perfect game. I get it. Yeah, it's just. It's that's just well no that would, no
0: because Hernandez was in uh, was in 2012. Felix Hernandez was 2012.
1: When was the 2010? Oh, okay. that happened to Garza right. on well, yeah, June 2nd yeah, of 2010. All right.
0: So, but I, I yeah, still say right, there should be, be 22, 22 perfect 22, games yes. in, in the history of the modern era. But anyway, that's going to do it for us today on this Monday edition of the Bullpen. We've enjoyed every second of it with you, and of course, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, stick around uh, later on uh, this afternoon as uh, you got uh, a triumphant return of uh, Beto, right? He is back. Beto is back Four with to Ed Clements. Uh, so stick around 4-6. That's coming up. And we'll see you uh, tomorrow here on the bullpen.